Um, some of these we'll save for later, but just want, um, want everybody to know that uh, we, we contemplated a couple of times, it's been suggested to me that we uh, shut down the music portion. Could you give me some lights and outs? Thank you. Um, the music portion online, we know that, that, that hasn't been sounding good, okay? And so we, um, we've been working on it. That's why uh, Pastor Tracy administered talked about earlier, um, we've had people over here on Wednesday evenings, uh, this past Wednesday, to try to fix this. It's, it's a lot involved, rewiring, but I'm not going to bore you with all that stuff, trying to get to the bottom of why things are sounding the way they sound online. All these instruments are mic'd, and every, but it's just things get off as you get more people's hands on things. So said all that to you to say we're working on things and I, I came close myself before it was even suggested to me that we, uh, we, we shut it down. Tracy, who's over at music ministry, just said, hey man, I, th I think, well, Pastor, we need to shut this down until we get it right because of uh, putting our product out there and it doesn't sound excellent. And we have a standard of excellence, but my dilemma is and um, I want you, you all that are watching online to, I mean, you heard it for yourself. You, you, some of you hear this every week, and um, some of you are, are from different parts of the country or the world or whatever. Um, the, the reason why that I, I hesitate to take it down is that, that people um, that want, that, that count on our church online and want the whole experience, I don't want to take that away. Um, the, and so I, what, what I would say to you is this, and I had somebody even tell me, and they love me enough to tell me this, that they don't even watch until uh, I come on. They, they'll shut it down or, or they won't even tune it in until um, I start teaching. So uh, I, I'll, I'll say this to you. If, it's, if, if you can't take it, then that's an option, okay? Because I really don't want to take it down uh, uh, you can come in, and uh, it's just there's a lot of things involved, like like in Indianapolis when they tune into the message, they listen to it and they monitor it. Um, and when I'm about to come on, they know when to come on. They know when to turn on the t uh, turn me on, okay, uh, by watching the church online. So, but I will say this to you. However it sounds online, it doesn't sound that way here. So don't think our music sounds this way, the way that you hear it. So we're doing uh, the best that we can do. We've got an amazing team. One thing, where, where we're lacking in knowledge, we don't lack in terms of commitment. And commitment will cause you, when you have committed people, they're going to do whatever they need to do to get the knowledge. And that's why they're able to come and stay extra hours and do whatever it takes, okay, to get the thing done. So um, that's just a long explanation for why the music sounds the way it does online. We're working to fix it. And so um, I like, but we love your feedback. I won't get offended. I like 
for you to be real. We can only improve if, if you're being honest with us and upfront. Tell us um, on a scale of one to ten, if you're watching, if you if you uh, put up with this with this uh, music, then tell us on a scale of one to ten. Give us how did it sound, okay? And um, another reason. The biggest reason why I don't want to pull it down is because people, even with the bad sound, God has a way of ministering to people because of the lyrics and the words are coming through and they penetrate people's hearts because of what's inside of the people who are up here communicating to you because they're ministering um, from their hearts. It's coming out of their hearts. And, and it's, it's a way, and it even breaks through um, the, 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 the poor music. And I, I don't want to say poor music, because it's not poor. It's just, it just is passing through a channel, <laughs> and we're trying to get the channel right. Okay, so don't, don't think that we sound like this. If you really want to know how we sound, come on and, and, and join us. Amen. But some of you, you might be in a remote part of the world. So we, we reach people all over. When I go on Facebook Live, we had somebody on recently from India. And um, praise God, I've got 26,000 people who follow my, my page. And, and that said, let me just segue into uh, this week. We're, oh, man, I'm so excited. Let me just save that. Because I know, let me just let me just take care of the elephant in the room right now. You want to know how you can get your hands on this shirt I've got. <laughs> let me just, <laughs> you can be one of the few people in the world that have one. It's built for weather like this. It's, see, it's not, it's, 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 it's a long sleeve t-shirt. And it's warm. And it's got the Superman, I mean the Summit S on here. Praise God, you can be your own superhero, and uh, we can, uh, if, you, if you want one, just tell the people at the bookstore, say, I want one, and um, we'll give them to you at cost, all right? So, um, anyway, that's that. Um, then, we are looking for, we, we need more winning groups, we need more uh, opportunities for people to uh, go over what was taught on Sunday in the comfort of your home or in a Starbucks or in Barnes and Noble or wherever you want to meet, Target, Walmart. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But any, anywhere you want to meet, we, we, um, we want to have more places for people to meet. And it's very easy for you to have a winning group, okay? And winning groups are very important when you can belong to a group. Amen. It can help keep you rooted. And you can discuss the message on Sunday. That's, that's all we do is we basically take the, uh, the notes for Sunday, the outline that you see or the scriptures that you see on um, our app. You just go over that, and then you get an opportunity to pray for one another. And, that's, and it's important that you have good fellowship. 
Now, this was a secular study done. I don't remember where it, where it was, but they, they said that um, to, like, get over, a, I think it was a habit, it's more effective to overcome that habit, way more effective to be in a group than trying try to do it through your own self-effort or through willpower. That's what they said. That's very important. And I believe that if you want a strong marriage, and I've, uh, listen, I've counseled people. I've counseled people that want to come and they, get, they want to get fixed and they want me to fix them. And sometimes the husband wants, wants to just come in just for the sole purpose so I can straighten the wife out. And then she's sitting there for, with the sole purpose of wanting me to straighten him out. And so we have a standstill. And what I've found in my experience of over 30 years of ministry, it's more effective to take unhealthy cows and put them with healthy cows. And that's just an illustration. You, 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 get some, you, you get people who are having challenges with their marriage and put them with, and we all have challenges. Okay, so let me just, get, let me just get, throw that out there. We all have challenges. Amen. Even me. I mean, man, if, if, if Carla did everything I told her, we wouldn't have any problems. But so, so we, we have, uh, you know, challenges. It's just life, right? Okay. Uh, but you know what? See the best in one another. What are you looking at? Are you seeing Jesus in that other person? There's a marriage seminar right there. Some of y'all missed it. You just went right over your head. What if you saw, what if you see that person the way that you want Jesus to see you? And the way Jesus does see you. And, and he sees you valuable. What if you saw that other person like that? Well, you just, you know, you spit out all this stuff and what they're doing wrong, what they're doing wrong, what they're doing wrong. Uh, and you know what? That's not how Jesus sees them. And um, that's a good segue into something I wanted to share. I got some revelation on something. I was this, this morning, I just remembered that I forgot the revelation. I meant I was, I was preparing some tea or some coffee, and I had revelation down at my coffee bar, and I forgot it. To write it down. That's why you should write down stuff immediately. And, and I, I have forgot that I forgot it until this morning. And this morning, I was in bed. And I said, I got some revelation. What was that? This is so important because uh, the Lord brought it back to me. When I went down to make, make my matcha this morning, I remember the, revel the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Thank Everybody say thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brought back the revelation. This is going to be one of them Sundays. I don't know how, how much we'll finish or get through today. But I got to back the revelation. Don't let me forget to tell it to you. But I'm still making a few announcements. I want everybody here. I want in Indianapolis. I haven't forgot about you. I'm going through this because I want you to hear this too. Okay? You can get these. Uh, I know it doesn't get quite as cold in Indy, but I think it's, it is really it's, it's been getting sometimes colder in Indianapolis. So y'all need one of these shirts too. 
you'll be one of the few people in the world that has them. Amen. All right. So, uh, okay. So, winning groups. That's how I got off on that. All right. Um, man, this weather was so crazy. It interrupted my or, or canceled my Chicago meeting. I was teaching in Chicago, but it was a blessing in disguise. What are you eating? You got breakfast there? What in the world? Do you look like you got a fruit plate or what? <laughs> I mean, man, I see people with drinks and stuff like that, but you got like a, a plate. Just make yourself at home up in here, man. <laughs> How many of you know they're not canceling the football games today? Man, they, they go through great length just to uh, have a football game. They've got this, they, they paid a whole lot of money for stuff that'll heat the, uh, I learned this last week, that heats the field. It's up underneath the field. It heats the daggone thing to keep the snow off of it. Goodness. Huh? They'll cuss you out if you call there and uh, ask them if they're canceling the game. The game going to be canceled, man. Okay, so we've got winning groups and then uh, we'll, uh, Chicago. My Chicago. I was supposed to speak in Chicago on Friday, but uh, again, there's something good going to come out of that because I didn't announce it the way I wanted to because I want y'all to join me in Chicago. Let's, let's, let's take a day trip. Take a day off. Let's go up and down Michigan Avenue, get your long johns, and we go up and down Michigan. We chill. We go up stuff, go up to that high place, what do you call it, and look, uh, we do the glass floor. Go, go over there, wherever where you want to do. A lot of stuff to do in Chicago. Go chill and then uh, come to Bolingbrook at 7 o'clock. Uh, and we're going to reschedule that. And uh, it just so happened that Friday night, we thought we were good because Chicago was supposed to get snow on Saturday. But they moved it back a day. So the, it, it was snowing. They, they said the snow was going to be Friday instead of Saturday. And so then we got the snow they got on Friday. We got that yesterday. And the snow was going to start at 5 o'clock. And my meeting is at 7 o'clock. And we're going for 5 o'clock on. We might have had an all-night meeting. I could have taught them everything I knew. <laughs> I didn't want to get snowed in in Chicago. And people, most of the people that come to the meeting in Chicago have to travel 45 minutes. So they canceled the meeting, and it was wise to do so. But uh, we'll let you know way in advance this time, so you can y'all that want to join me in Chicago can can come and join me. All right, where are you going, Jimmy? You going bowling? Okay. Hey, <laughs> they don't cancel that bowling, do they? Yeah, man, I'm throwing everybody under the bus today. What y'all doing over there in Indianapolis so I can mess with you too? Pastor Gary messed with somebody. <laughs> All right. But this week, um, okay. Um, all right, save the best to last. Sandra McCollum will be here Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So tomorrow, Facebook Live, join me. It's 
It'll be on my AJ page, not the summit page, the AJ page, but I'll share it to the summit, summit page so you know where to go. Okay, the AJ page, Sandra McCollum, all right? Um, and and she, she doesn't like to, I hope she don't mind me saying this, but she doesn't really talk a lot about her mom, Joyce Meyer, uh, and some people, so people silly, people just make up stuff, just, I don't know what's wrong with people. But people say, oh, she got, she must have problems with her mom. She don't have no problem with her mom. She just doesn't want to build her ministry off of her mom. She want her ministry to stand on her own. Now, she had her mom, her mom wanted, and she didn't even ask her mom. Her mom said, I want, I want to go on your Facebook Live show. So they did a Facebook Live together recently. You can check that out. Follow her on, online. She's got, you can't be a friend because you got, they got a 5,000 friend limit, you know, on Facebook. But you can still follow her. She doesn't have a page like I do. She's, she does everything on her personal page. And so, uh, but she'll, she's going to be on my Facebook Live tomorrow at noon Eastern time, okay? So those of you that are watching online, check us out. AJ, we'll share it on this page. But um, AJ, on my AJ page, Al Jennings page, Sandra McCollum, and we're going to discuss her book, I Tried Until I Almost Died. And we have got a set of questions that I'm going to ask. And she's excited about it, and I'm excited about it. And then we'll, we'll just, I mean, it's just going to be so much. We're going we're gonna to jump, get there on time, because we're going to jump right into the, to the stuff. Okay, we're going to jump right into the stuff. Okay, don't let me forget about that revelation I'm going to share with you. Okay, now, um, Saturday, it was going to be a, a home meeting. Now, we need you to RSVP because there's going to be some food there. And I think uh, the RSVP, we'll, we'll, we'll push it out on Summit Connect. If you're not on Summit Connect, you need to get on Summit Connect. Go and visit the uh, Connect Center out there. Um, connect desk and we'll we'll get you set up so you can keep notified on all the latest summit news okay we'll also put a RSVP on Facebook we need to know how many people are coming because it's home we can't it's gonna be limited spots available we may be able to if it's over a hundred I think we might be able to get a hundred in the home but I don't know it could be if it's more than that we may be um, but we got options Okay, um, we, we have options, so, but we need to know. Don't just show up. Just uh, give us, it's going to be really good. So limited spots available Saturday night at 6 o'clock, okay? And uh, on Sunday, should be right here. Don't miss it. Sandra, man, I, I just, she is so free. My goodness, man. She said, uh, I'll let her tell you, but. She said, man, when she came home, before she understood grace, she said when she came home, her husband and her kids, they didn't know who was going to walk in the house. <laughs> they didn't know what Sandra would, <laughs> would be coming home. Man. And, uh, but that's, that's what her book's out, and we carry her book in the bookstore. Okay, now to the revelation. Um, I want to share something with you, and I'm going to share this with you. Um, and I share it a lot, and I'm going to keep sharing it a lot because it's very important that you know that your sins are forgiven. Today, I want to talk to you about not guilty. 
And I want you to understand, if you know, <coughs> if you know people who, who think they've committed some unpardonable sin and they're going to stand before God and then God's going to beat them upside the head one day and they're going to be, they, they, I mean, when they, when they get before God, God is going to recall all the things that they did wrong and all the horrible things in their life and going to hold them accountable because we all stand before the judgment seat of God. Anybody ever heard that? Some people think that they can't get blessed because of mistakes that they made. Now, I talked about that last week, but I want to continue because I've got some more. There's some more meat on that bone. And um, I want to share something with you because, um, you know, when you stand before, now we are, what about that scripture, Pastor, that we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ? Why do you think it's negative? Do you ever have somebody come before they, they win uh, uh, the track meet or they win an Olympic gold medal? Or they, 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 they have people who judge? Some of you watch America's Got Talent, shows like that, The Voice. They got judges, right? Um, the slam dunk contest in the NBA, they got judges, right? Well, why do you always think you judge you're going to get a one or a zero? See, religion has trained us that this judgment seat is going to be a place of condemnation, but it can't be because Jesus was condemned on the cross for you. Jesus was judged once and for all 2,000 years ago on the cross for all your sins. He was punished for all your sins, past, present, and future, and you will never be judged. He didn't miss one sin. How many of you know when God, Jesus, he's not going to miss it. He's not going to miss one sin. The Bible says he's going to come back a second time not to deal with sin. Why? Because it's already been dealt with. So how is God going to judge you for your wrongs? Jesus was judged for your wrongs. Jesus kept the law perfectly. He's the only one that can keep the law perfectly. And he made a 10 and went to the cross and took all your sins and all your wrongdoings and was punished for you. And he rose victorious over sin. And then God put a perfect 10 on him. And as Jesus is, so are we where? In this world. So you got a perfect 10. Thank you, Jesus. So when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's going to be a ten held up. I haven't even got to the revelation. Why, Pastor, okay, I get it. We've been forgiven. Why do you have to keep going over it over and over again? Why do we have to, to remind ourselves? Some people think, well, you, you got grace, and okay, I get it. You have to keep reminding yourself that you're not under the law, but under grace. That you're not living by performance. You're not living by self-effort. You're living under grace. You're blessed because of Jesus. You're under God's, you got under unmerited favor. What happens when we sin is washed away. You know, you're under a constant flow of forgiveness. Because you're in the light all the time. 
You're not in darkness, you're in light. You've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom. You were once darkness, but now you're what? You are light. You're not trying to get in the light. You are the light. Let me switch over here to this. Man, I'm on to something now. Okay, so watch this. First John says, if you walk in the light as he is in the light, I just thought about something. Oops, you shut me down, man. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, I don't remember the rest of it. I don't want to misquote it. Thank you. Thank you. We have fellowship with one another. And what else? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. You know, you're in a, because of, you were forgiven 2,000 years ago, as soon as you sin, it's washed. We're, on, we're in a constant wash cycle. It's gone. Soon, soon we sin, it's gone. Because, of, oh, how do we overcome it? Last week, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What's the word of our testimony? We've been, we, we've been cleansed. The blood of Jesus cleansed me of all my sin. 2,000 years ago. So as soon as I sin, Talking about spot remover. And you know, we just spill out, we just spill over on other people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, so can we go to the, uh, there's another, okay, we got the, um, okay, let me see here. Let me see here. We got the wrong presentation up there. But let me, let me, let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping it over. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Okay. We got Fifi up there, so you have to understand. <laughs> I want to bring up another. Oh my gosh! Let me do it. Okay, I got. Okay, do I got. I got to get out of here to control it, right? It's called no judgment. That's the presentation for today. We there? Oopsies! I gotta get out of there. And get back in. Let me. Let me say something. Let me give you the revelation. Okay. The reason why we got to keep going over and over that you're forgiven, and the reason why you need to keep reminding yourself that you're forgiven, because the devil will always try to remind you that, to try to condemn you and try to remind you of your past sins. He doesn't quit, okay? Say, I'm in the light. Now, here's what I want you to see. Another MLK quote, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. 
Wow. Sound like. There's no darkness in you. The Bible says in him is light, and there's no darkness at all. There's no darkness at all in you. So how many of you can see, class, how or, or why you've got to constantly remind yourself of your forgiveness? And just thank God all the time for, thank you, Lord, I'm forgiven. Say all things work together for my good. I'm just warming up now. I'm going to something else right now. I just thank God. I just, uh, I wrote this, I wrote this in the shower. I got, man, you, you, everybody needs to have some shower notes. I got, I get, man, I get shower notes, get these sticky things you put in the shower with a pencil that it, it's not, doesn't it get erased? You got to erase it, everything, man. Hallelujah. I don't like to miss no revelation. But I got written on my shower pad, Lord, thank you for my new roof. Everybody rejoice with me. Thank God for my new roof. All, all that happened because of what the devil meant for harm. The devil tried to take me out. I'm getting a new roof out of it. Got a big check from the insurance company and uh, taking care of all. Got up, upgraded electronics. Uh, getting the house painted. They got, we got a fireplace back. Amen. So Carla have some place to sit. We don't need a house. All we need is a little 10 by 10 room with a fireplace and place to sit. She spends all winter there. If you want to find Carla, that's where she'll be, in front of the fireplace. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. There's no condemnation to those that are, that are in Christ. Oh, I wanted to share this with you. Uh, write this down. This is not in, the, in your notes, but Hebrews 10, 17. Then he adds their sins and lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Everybody say no more. No more is a, in the Greek is a strong double negative. Little word study right now. It's a strong double negative. So what God is saying here is that your sins, see, no more means by no means ever. It's a double negative. Say by no means ever. So God is saying your, your sins I will by no means ever remember. So if he's not remembering your sins, what are you doing remembering them? And you know that he's not holding anything against you because how can he hold something against you when he don't remember it? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So that's why that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Now, the modern translations, as I shared with you before, um, ESV, NIV are taken from the more ancient 
Greek manuscripts, the earlier Greek manuscripts, that doesn't have that, the end that the, the new King James and King James has, who, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit, that shouldn't even be there. There is therefore, now everybody say there is therefore. Now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Full stop. Say full stop. Period. Because we ain't in the flesh. We're in the spirit. We're in the light. New Century Version says, so, so now, say, but I say now. See, you're in this new covenant where God doesn't remember your sins anymore. Uh, those who are in Christ are not judged guilty. Okay? Now then, keep in mind what I shared about, see, when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you're going to get a 10 because you look just like Jesus. Does Jesus have a 10? As he is, so are you. Paul says here, so that you come, by, come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I got this from my precious sister Connie. Actually, we were, uh, I think we, we were in Branson, uh, Missouri, at one of their properties, and, and uh, her and her husband, Tony, and she was so excited. I think this is when she got this revelation about, um, I mean, she had the revelation, but she had that the scripture she was reading that morning and uh, and, and she talked about and she was so excited about this and, she, and we were talking and discussing scripture in the car man you need to have friends that you can discuss the scripture with and you can encourage one another in the Lord amen because there's, there's people that if you get around people who are com who complain you're gonna be you're gonna be the average you, you take all your friends and average them and look at them. Look at that average. That's who you are. Look around who you're hanging with. If there are people who complain, if you hang around a bunch of people that are ones, that's who you're going you're gonna to be like them. You listen to what comes out of their mouth, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Because most people, and you can go to church all you want, but there are most people who live as though Jesus never went to the cross. And you have to keep reminding yourself about the cross and what the cross has done for you. It's a living reality every day of your life when you understand you're living under this constant flow of forgiveness and you know there's no condemnation and we're going to find out what, what that does to fear because see, fear comes out of condemnation. See, if, you, if, 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 there's no, if there's an understanding of no judgment, then there's no fear. If there's no fear, there's nothing you can there's nothing you can't do. Imagine a life with no fear. Who will also eagerly waiting for the revelation of who? Who? Read it. Where y'all at? Okay. Revelation of who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Who will also, who, who will? Jesus will what? Confirm you how long? 
to the end, that you may be what? Blameless. Blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this. And he will amplify. And he will what? Who? Establish who? Me. Say me. me. How long? What does that mean? He's going to keep you what? Steadfast. He'll also give you strength. He'll also, whoa, 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 whoa. Guarantee your what? He'll guarantee. Who? Who? Will guarantee your vindication. Who? He, who? Jesus will be your what? Warrant. Now, don't think negative. Warrant for your arrest. Don't, okay, we'll get to that. That's not a negative. It's positive. We'll get back to that. He, Jesus will be what? Your warrant against what? All accusation. When somebody try to accuse you, or oh, you're going to have to pay for your sins. Don't listen to that religious garbage. When anything, I'm going to prove to you from the scripture that any message that brings fear is not from God. I just heard somebody recently talking about some nonsense about, you know, God's going to be sweeping through the church this year, some so-called prophecy he had. Took all, this, all that was, was within me not to say anything. But I didn't because I was about to go home, and I didn't want to get into nothing with nobody. And, and, and it was, it was so, so much nonsense to, to, to dispute that I, I just didn't even want to deal with it. But he started talking about how God's going to, the spirit of death is going to sweep through the church, and anybody that's not in the will of God is going to be falling dead. Like, what? <laughs> My daughter Ashley was standing standing by, and, and I was like, oh, oh, Ashley, don't say nothing. I knew, see, I actually got a revelation of grace. She's like, <laughs> all she said was, that could sound kind of scary. She's <laughs> like, please don't go there, because like, I'm not. And, but she flipped it. She flipped it. Up. You know, but the God's doing some good things. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was like, all right. But he's going to be your warrant against all accusation or indictment. So that you will be guiltless. Let me try to calm down here, shit, because this is just shouting ground right here. So you will be guiltless and irreproachable on the day of judgment. In the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's when Jesus comes back. All right, let's. We'll come back to this. Let me break down. He's going to be your what? Your, your warrant, your guarantee. Hold those in your mind. So that you'll be what? Irre guiltless and irreproachable. Let's look at these words. Irreproachable means beyond criticism, faultless, impeccable, blameless, flawless, outstanding, exceptional, admirable, perfect. How can I stand before God perfect because Jesus is? That's how you're going to be when you stand before God. People will try to remind you, religious people will try to remind you of your faults and what you've done wrong and your past, all that kind of stuff. But when you stand before God, beyond Christmas, criticism, faultless, impeccable, blameless, flawless, outstanding, exceptional, admirable, perfect. 
Somebody said, here recently, some, somebody said that, uh, well, you know that, grace, it can't be that easy. I'm not convicted to grow. Convicted to grow. Where is that in the Bible? What, is it, what does that even mean, convicted to grow? When you understand how much, how much Jesus loves you and how much he's done for you on the cross, man, I, I want to grow. And it's about learning more about Jesus, not pointing out your faults, because God doesn't do that. But religion is good at that. Religion has become very efficient <laughs> in pointing out your faults and failures and shortcomings and telling you how you don't measure up. We're going to address that. Um, I talked to Sandra about that. We chatted about it, text back and forth about we're, we're going to address that tomorrow. What, uh, uh, not convicted to grow and I'm, I'm, I'm not, but because what happens is people will, they're going to come, Sandra and I talked about this, what's going to happen is they're going to, they'll come to the end of themselves. They'll start reading, feel like that they're, that they're growing. They feel like they're growing because they're reading, because they're, they're basing it on their performance. So if they read a few chapters and pray a certain amount of time, that only works for a few days. And then when you hit a wall, you're going to hit a wall. You're going you're to get to a point where you're not doing something. And you're not reading like you should, and you, that, like you feel you should. These self-imposed rules that you put on yourself. And when you're not doing that, then you're going to hit a wall. You're going to feel like you're not, you're not measuring up. And you'll feel bad. And you'll, you'll feel that, that God is not pleased with that. And then you'll feel bad for a while until you get back on it. And so it's just a continual cycle. You'll be like George Jetson when, he, when, when Astro tricked him into getting on that treadmill. He was walking the dog, and the dog was on that treadmill. And then so, somehow George got on the treadmill, and Astro got off. And then George was like, Jane, stop this crazy thing. Astro and, and whoever, that, there was somebody with him. I just got a picture in my mind with somebody with Astro, but they were just, maybe it was the cat or something. And this is the way people look at religious folks. They were just looking at him. He was looking at George <laughs> on the treadmill. And that's the way people look at, look at, look at them church folk. They're always running. They, they, they're running, but never achieving. They just... Sometimes they just don't know what they're running for. They're just running in place. Well, I just want to be like Jesus. You already like him. So that's too easy for people. It can't be that easy. It is. It's a fixed deal. So we just grow in grace and the knowledge of Jesus. And we, when we stand before him, this is how we're going to be. And he's going to be your guarantee Jesus is. And he's going to be your warrant against all accusation and indictment. Come on, somebody. Now, look, look at what, this is a dictionary definition of warrant. Now, I know what the police have put in your head about it in movies, but here's what warrant says. 
authorization, sanction or justification, something that serves to give reliable or formal assurance of something, guarantee, pledge, or security, something considered as having the force of a guarantee or as being positive assurance of a thing. You know what, I'm, I'm all finished. I got to give you this. I mean, I've been finished. Look at this. This time slipped away on us. Love never brings fear. This is the Passion Translation, First John. If you have the Bible app, it has the Passion Translation, okay? You can pull it up. Bible.com. Get the Bible on your, your Android or your uh, uh, Apple. Get the Bible app. Bring up this. Highlight it. Love never brings fear. See, for fear, listen to this. I don't know why I didn't highlight this. The whole thing is good. You end up highlighting the whole thing. For fear is always related to punishment. See, fear has to do with punishment. So you see how it's connected, to, and punishment is connected to condemnation. Fear is always, say always, fear is always related to punishment. When you're afraid, you feel like you're going to be punished for something. Even if it's not consciously, subconsciously, you think, you think you're going to be punished. But love's perfection. Only God's love is perfect. And his perfect love, what, is, what does it do? It drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. So all we got to do is fill our hearts with the love of God. Let, let the love of God be shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And that's why our, our confident expectation of good will never end in disappointment because this love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. This perfect love drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. For whoever walks consistently afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. The 19th verse says this. This is, why, see, this is why I tell you, you can't love others. You can't even love God until you first receive the love the Father has for you. Our love for others is our grateful response to perfect love. This love that God demonstrated to us. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Jesus. You've never made Jesus Lord of your life. I want to invite you to make him Lord today. The Bible says if you confess your, with your mouth Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead.